This is episode 88 of Cooldown Time. In this special episode of the show, we're taking a break from loadouts, hit points, and our 2022 year-end coverage to make some wild-ass predictions about what'll happen in the world of gaming in 2023. So let's introduce your two-man panel for the show, starting with me, your graphically impressive host, Marco. And of course, joining me is the technical mess of the show, the one and only Pablo Pablo, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Um, I want to apologize to the listeners if they happen to hear what seems like someone discovering laughter for the first time in their life or <laughs> someone who's never spoken before and found their voice because I'm neighbors love to explode out of the apartment um, talking as loud as they possibly can without screaming. They're on the cusp of screaming without screaming sons Not of bitches. The cusp. <laughs> Uh, but I'm good, man. I'm ready to talk about the future of 2023 because I don't make predictions. Um, uh, I make uh, I make uh, educated guesses in which become facts. So basically, I'm just I'm just giving you insider information off rip. Call I mean, me, we're uh, gonna have to cross Pablo reference Domus. a lot of the a lot of the bullshit you said over the <laughs> the course of the show that hasn't come I, true. I feel uh, like most I of your predictions were about sports story for some reason. I don't know why. Man, I would. I, I, that was I was a different person then, man. You know. Oh, uh, okay. but man, listen, I, I'm curious. I'm gonna go back to the old episode and listen to those predictions, and I'm gonna find a a, a time, uh, uh, in one of the upcoming episodes to kind of go back real quickly to see how right I was because, man, I am so good at this stuff. Wow. I was probably- <laughs> wow. You heard it no, here but I'm first. Excited. This is this is fun. I like this is I like the end of year stuff, but I probably my favorite thing is doing these these predictions, uh, just because we like to get wild up in this bitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you are the epitome of such things. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it too, man. This is not going to be just here's a bunch of five random ass predictions. We actually tried to organize these hoes. Yeah, uh, we lined them up. We say, get in line, clickety-clack on over here. Uh, so we have these broken down into different categories. Um, but we'll get into all that in just a bit. Before we start the show, though, Pablo, it's important to remind the people that we are just about, speaking of on the cusp, we're on the cusp Ooh. of Game of the Year deliberations. It's right, it's that time of year where we, uh, me and Pablo get together, we debate, we deliberate, and we decide the winners of what will be 12 categories of winners and kind of not so winners. The the loser categories are there too. Uh, And also deliberating our top 10 games of 2022, uh, which is going to be starting a week from this episode dropping. So you're not going to want to miss out on that. It's a great time. It's my favorite time of the year uh, to talk about the, the year in review from a game standpoint. So be sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss out on that. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, our official website at cooldowntime.com. We're available wherever you need us, so be sure to follow us. And if you're feeling extra cool, you know the deal. Instagram, Twitter, Hive, we're there at It's Cooldown Time. So keep us in your FOV in between episodes on the social medias, if you don't mind. Uh, But with that out of the way, Pablo, let's jump into, uh, I guess, the main event of the show off rip. Let's get right into the checkpoint chat. But before we do that, why do you just, what, uh, what what 
because I just quick shout out because this episode comes out the day after Christmas. Okay. So, uh, Merry Christmas to these to you people listening, you sons of bitches. Yeah, you killed uh, my momentum to be jolly. Man, let's, get, man, let's get to the checkpoint, Jack. Come I on. Just, you know, I just wanted I just wanted to make sure that they know that we know that they know that we know it's Christmas and happy Christmas to them. Man, I don't give a fuck about that Christmas. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> It's time for the checkpoint chat. All right, I came in a little too hot there. I do care about your your holidays, y'all. Okay, don't get don't be like that. I, y'all, some of y'all probably gave us a look when you were listening to that part. Don't nah, don't be like that. that. Fuck that, man. You're this right. is jokes. You're right. All right, let's let's get let's get the predictions, man. Before you start running off our subscribers. Um, all right. So, like I said. We have uh, plenty of predictions to make in this episode, but we did break them down by category. So the categories of our predictions are the following, all right? Game announcements, game delays, acquisitions, Nintendo predictions, PlayStation predictions, and then rounding it all out is Xbox predictions. Now, me and Pablo are going to make two predictions each. We're going to kind of go round robin. Uh, one of us is going to make our bold claim, then we're going to kind of talk through it and then keep it rolling. So that's kind of the gist of this episode in a nutshell. So Pablo, let's go ahead and jump right into it, bro. Um, we're going to start off with our game announcement predictions. Now, go ahead and hit us with your first prediction, walk us through it, and then let's talk about it. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go off for a period and just kind of... These games that I'm about to mention, or the first one I'm going to mention, are just games that I kind of like. I'm trying to to will into existence here. Uh, now, obviously, I'm not picking them out of thin air. There are some rumors that are circulating based on these things. So, my first game is Metal Gear Solid Remake. Uh, in terms of being announced next year, I mean, not sure who's making it. Blue Point seems to be teasing something, but the rumors have been consistent in that a Metal Gear remake is in the works. But what's less consistent is who's actually making it. There's multiple reports that it's a team in, in, in um, a different team making it and that Blue Point is doing a, a new IP or that Blue, uh, Blue Point is working on uh, a Bl- Bloodborne 2 or whatever the case may be. But it's still exciting to think that uh, a Metal Gear Solid remake could be on the way. Uh, but I have additional kind of prediction to this. I think it's going to be released in 2020. I think it's going to be announced in 2023 and released in 2023. Same year. All right. Yeah, towards the end of the year. And if it's on Blue Point, it's obviously going to be uh, exclusive to, to PlayStation. But if not, most likely it'll be a third party at that point. But yeah, I would. I, and, and I'm saying Metal Gear Solid Remake, PS1 Remake, though I'd love that to see. That was my question. All right. Yeah, I'd love to see three because. Canonically, it would be the beginning, but I mean, I think we're so far removed from the PS1 game that I think it, that game needs a little bit extra love here. Twin Snakes was not it. Uh, it needs, uh, yeah, that, that, that's one of the better stories of the Metal Gear franchise, and I would love to see that re- completely remade from the ground up. That'd be super dope. Okay. All right. Interesting. Now, now are, you, are you saying this is going to be multi-platform? I'm saying obviously if it's Blue Point, then it's it has to be exclusive because okay. Blue so Point it's based is on that. Yeah. Got you. Okay. It's based on that. But I, I I would guess it would go multi-plat if it wasn't Blue Point. But again, Blue Point did and and Marco probably thinks I'm going too much into like uh into the um how do you call it uh, uh the hat thing that people wear with conspiracy hat? theories. <laughs> wow, Goodness. guys, my tinfoil hat. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I'm bad with words. Uh, it is they have pictures of all the games that they've 
probably uh, that they've done before, like little pictures, and one's the empty cardboard box, just plain box. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm thinking that's probably te- they're probably teasing that, but we'll see. We'll see. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Metal Gear on the on the comeback trail next year. He says, ladies and gentlemen, keep a pin in that one. Keep a pin Been in that one for a while. Yeah. All right. Let me go ahead and kick things off here. Let me let me. Mine is not going to be super spicy, but I think, you know, because of the magnitude of the game, I think it is an interesting prediction to go ahead and throw out there as far as a first, a first little, little you know, get my feet wet prediction here. I'm going to go out on a limb. All right. I'm going to say Rockstar Games is officially going to reveal GTA 6 in a cinematic trailer that will show the location, the characters and the basic premise of the single player mode. Um, I don't believe they're going to reveal everything all at once. I think the GTA Online component will be revealed at a later date. But I think that they are going to give us a 2024 year and kind of leave it at that. But I do think next year they are going to finally lift the veil. I think it makes sense to go ahead and, and you know get people talking about GTA, start the buzz, start the rollout little by little, and then just... You know, do what Rockstar does best. You know, you reveal it and then you kind of dip out and then just go do your thing. I think based on the fact that, that it leaked earlier this year, a lot of people saw what was, you know, in, in those those leaked videos. I think at a certain point next year, you've created enough distance from the leaks to safely go in and, and, and kind of debut it the right way. And I feel like they are going to eventually do that. It seems like, you know, we talked about it on the show. They're putting all their eggs in one basket as far as their development manpower is concerned. Like they're funneling everybody into this project. So I think they'll be far enough along um, at some point later next year to finally lift a veil and officially tell us GTA is coming. Um, That's what I got for my first one. Yeah, I mean, that's a good that's a good one. I, I'm actually kind of shocked that they didn't do anything like that this year after that massive leak. Uh, I mean, it showed so much of the game and not in mm-hmm. the best light, obviously, because it was such early development uh, in terms of what leaked. So it was uh, interesting that they kind of, you know, didn't really say much other than that little little thing that they released on Twitter. So yeah. I would love to see that, man. I'd love to see how the game looks now and, and a 2024 date, though that's... Um, uh, far away i think that would be pretty good i mean that'd be really that'd be closer than i thought because i'm thinking 2025 for the game just based on the magnitude Mm. and and them trying to get this right but man i like that prediction quite a bit all right all right let's go ahead and jump into your second game announcement prediction pablo what do you got my next one is uh is gear six um, look with Xbox promising like the banner year that it's, that 2023 is uh going to be. I also feel that Xbox needs to maintain if they do actually produce the the products this year and they're really getting uh the IPs coming out and everything's coming out great. They need to keep the momentum going and their tentpole game in Halo failed miserably. Uh, and so they need to get something else out there and Gears would be perfect. At the very least, just announcing it, kind of, you know, hey, we're working on it. Um, I wanted to go extra spicy and say Cliffy B will be a part of this game in a certain mm. way because he just released uh, uh, concept art for the future of Gear 6 for his uh, trilogy, if he would have, his new trilogy, if he would have continued. And it, just interesting timing is all just based on him not really sharing a lot of stuff like that so uh and then uh, you know as a consultant maybe but anyway that's just kind of me going extra spicy there but i i really do think that next year uh based on everything we know 
pretty much every everything that's coming uh, from Xbox. We don't know anything about Gears specifically. They are working. So, uh, Collision is working on a new uh, IP. Right. But I do think that they're, they're probably with the size of that studio, they're probably splitting their time here on two on two IP. And I think that Gears is one of them. And I think we'll get an announcement next year, probably E3 or uh, sometime during the year, kind of showing teaser uh, to continue mm. the, the the story of Gears, which you know I. Gears Five was great. I love Gears yeah. Five quite a bit, so I would love to see more of this. It's been four years, you yeah, know. So it's about time. Yeah, yeah, it's about time. So, so what sure. are you thinking as far as like a release window? Are, you, are they going to give one? Or are they not? What are you thinking on that? No, I, I think I think it's. I honestly don't think it'll be something that they release in uh, on E three. It'll be more towards the end of the year where they uh, um, okay. game awards or something like that. Where got it? Hey, we're, we're ramping up. I, I'm thinking the end of 2024, fall 2024 is when they'll say the game is coming out or at least mm-hmm. give that window. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it could be as far as 2025, but at the very least, I would like for them to, to acknowledge that the game is under development. I know that some people don't like those early uh, reveals, but it is a it is a, a, a temple franchise that they're obviously making another one. Kind of like yeah, the, the Final yeah, you Six. Know it's, it. like, yeah. it's obviously going to happen. So just might as well get out the way and just, and just give us some, some information on that. No, I got you on that one. That that one makes yeah. a lot of sense, actually. You're right about the timing. It's been a while, man. And I think mm-hmm. we need to see the Series X get some Gears you know, gears of War on it. And I, I'm dying to see what they're going to do with yeah, the hardware man. and how they're going to make that game look. That, that game... Because Gears 5 looked great. It still looks good. I mean, the, yeah. we played High Busters a little while back, and it looked that was awesome. beautiful. Uh, yeah. So I, I have high hopes for the game, at least visually and i'm actually very curious about what they're going to do story-wise too because the way that the choices you made at the end there that's right yeah you're gonna be you know so that's gonna be a fascinating one for sure and i think um i think one of the writers one of the head writers has left the game uh the Mm. studio completely so it'll it'll be new writers um and rob ferguson is gone as well so it'll be a new head of that game so there's a lot uh a lot of question marks there um, but boy, would it be pretty? Would it be awesome if if Cliffy B stepped in to to make Gear Six? I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I'm kind of not. I wouldn't be I, with that. I won't lie. Um, really, I, I think, think the, I think the original trilogy is better than anything four and five has done in terms I, of world building and story. Ooh, I disagree. Actually, that might be a little hot take of mine there. But I think I mm. think New Age Gears to me was better. Um, ooh, yeah. I do. Really? I think they I think they're trying to achieve more narratively than I think the the trilogy was. And plus Sure. That's and I, true. That's and I'll also say that, you know, Cliffy is rich and retired and, you know, I don't know if he's really gonna be the best. I mean, I, I don't know if Gears needs him like that. I think Gears has no. been good. No, but I don't think Gears needs him. I think he needs Gears. I read his I read his book, uh, Control Freak this year and the title says it all. <laughs> Yeah, and he's very much uh, content with his life, but there's something, there's a, there's a failure at the end there with with, uh, with his game studios, with Lawbreakers, and that, um, and that Radical Heights game, that you know didn't do well at all, mm-hmm. and I think he harbors a little resentment towards the 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 towards video games, the industry as a whole, and I think he wants to kind of redeem himself, and he holds gears really. Uh, really close to him and a lot of the, the stories of, of, of the original Gears is a lot of things based on his life I think he's gardener enough 
shit in his life again to to kind of put that towards another game uh again mm. i don't think gears needs him i think more or less like he would want a redemption you know to close out the circle a little bit and come back to where it all started for him and um you know close that out i mean i i think it would be i don't think it would hurt the game is my is my thing i, I don't okay. think cliffy b would have hurt gears i i i'm not sure mm. if it would make it better but i i really don't think because nothing about one two and three for me are terrible like I, again i i i think for specifically for me i think the world building and, and the world surrounding um the original trilogy is a lot more realized and a lot better than the original than the new trilogy the new trilogy is yeah. more character driven uh but i just feel like um the original trilogy is i think it's the better of the of the of the five games but not to say that four or five are bad it's just mm -hmm. they're different takes you know uh but I, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're going to be wrong on this show a lot, and you're definitely wrong about that take. Uh, let me go ahead and <laughs> jump in with my second game announcement prediction. Okay, guys, look, I'm going to Wackyville with this one. All right, I'm oh, no. I'm I'm shooting for the stars with this one, but I want to believe Capcom will tease a full reboot of Dino Crisis, and it will headline their 2024 software lineup. The game will be officially announced at the Game Awards 2023 by one Jeff Keighley. I'm going I said it. I said it. And here here's a little bit more context. I think after Resident Evil 4, Capcom is going to probably be working on the next mainline Resident Evil, but I also see a gap. Right? Cuz it's usually been one remake then the mainline sequel. Another remake, mainline sequel. I don't know if I think they're gonna do another remake after four for a while. I think they're probably gonna they're gonna chill for a bit because after this, what are you gonna do? Like, do, is the demand for Resident Evil Five really there for a remake? No. Let me let me tell you what I had when I took off and I put Gear Six. I had Co Veronica remake. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. That just seems to be like the bastard child of the of the series for some reason. Sure. So I don't think they're gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna put ten toes down and say Dino Crisis. I think when Exo Primal comes out and people are like, "Why didn't you just make Dino Crisis?" and that game gets the the bullshit reviews we think it's gonna get, I think they're gonna go. You know what? We heard y'all. What, now, it'll just be a tease. They're not going to have anything yeah. like substantial, but I think that we're going to get the glorified. You know, we heard y'all, and here's what we're, we're going to do it. Now, I like Dino Crisis. You're a fan of Dino Crisis, but you think that the man is there for Dino Crisis, like it is for Resident Evil, where you know, obviously, four is considered one of the better games of all time, as well as two. But do you think? And, and I'm not saying that Dino Crisis wouldn't benefit from a remake or mm -hmm. it wouldn't be amazing, but I'm saying you think the demand is there for uh, a complete ass remake. Cause I'm thinking if it was, they would have just done that instead of EXO primal. But I mean, you would know better. Sure. I mean, look, uh, here's what I'll say. I mean, uh, are, is there some like groundswell of people that are like parading around in, 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 you know, begging for dino crisis? No, I mean, that's not really happening. I mean, it's something we would all want. It's, it's almost like what, when people talk about legacy of Kane, you know, it's that same ilk, right? right? But what I will say is, you know, with Jurassic Park kind of getting a, a new lease on life and, and that kind of being a box office, you know, sensation again. And, you know, you have this this um, this fondness for, you know, Capcom doing so well with their remakes already. 
I think it would be something that would pique the interest of the community and and go, oh, wow, you know, like this is uh, an interesting one they're coming back to. Now, I think that the reason why I said reboot is partway because of what you just kind of asked me, because I think you can't you're not really going to be your main audience is not going to be the people that were there back in the day. You're trying to appeal to a new crowd. So it has to be a reboot. Right. So I think it's going to be kind of, if I, if I'm right, it'll be kind of a perfect storm of just, you know, uh, you know, a newfound interest in kind of what Capcom wants to do besides just making more resident evil games and just kind of, you know, the fact that people are into dino shit now, man. Like I I think I think it could work. I think it could work. I mean, it's true. I mean, they they made a whole dinosaur game, Exo Primal. You're that's doing coming. it already. So yeah. yeah. So they're already in the dinosaur game. <laughs> they're already they're already they're already there. They just gotta yeah. they just gotta put that last foot through the door. Give us Dino Crisis, and and Mark will be a happy guy. Uh, but that is our game announcement predictions, Pablo. Let's get to the bad news. Let's get to the game delay predictions that we have. Uh, again, we each have two of those. Pablo, I'm going to kick it over to you. I'm very curious to know what you picked for these. I think you got. I think I, you got the. I got spice face right now. Well, I, I got. I I think I got. People will be mad at me really? for my games that I'm okay. going to pick because I think that they're uh, you know so adamant about this coming out when it come comes out. And I think it. I think one of the reasons why with my first game people will be so upset is because it feels like if that doesn't come out, nothing good is coming out for them. And that's mm. uh, Marvel Spider-Man Two. Really? Um, yeah. Look, I, I, Sony didn't give themselves a lot of wiggle room by confirming a fall 2023 release window, and any kind of hiccup in development uh, it would kind of automatically put it in 2024. And Sony has shown that when it comes to delaying first-party games, they'll do it for the sake of quality. I mean, they they delayed uh, God of War, they delayed Horizon Forbidden West. They'll do it because you know once that game comes out, it's gonna be a banger. So you know, it, it isn't. It isn't really that they're in, it's in trouble. It's more or less like, hey, isn't quite ready yet. Let's go ahead and just push it back till till twenty twenty three, uh, twenty twenty four, whatever the case may be here. Uh, but I, I think also they've kept this game way too close for the chest for comfort. I they haven't shown a lot of it. And you and with Spider Man, the original Spider Man game that came out a couple of years ago, we saw a lot of it uh, pretty much a year before we we. Um, we saw any of it so uh before release so i'm i'm thinking here that they're playing this close to the chest i think they might have spread themselves thin a little bit because they're also working in the wolverine game uh but then i'm going just for for the fact that sony is not in any way shape or form afraid to delay their games uh and because i've never i've never experienced a playstation first party exclusive that's been delayed that's been bad uh, you know, mm. even even you know the, the the games that are considered not as great are still some of the better games. Uh, period. Uh, in terms of like what they do, but yeah. So I got Marvel Spider Man two being delayed out of twenty twenty three into twenty twenty four. Why are you speaking hate into wor- into the world like this? Why I, I, why I'm do listen. you why do you? I'm playing the game. I want to be right. I don't want this to happen. Be better about this. Be better. But I. But I just man. think it makes a lot of sense just because of the fact that it's already at 2020, 20, at the end of 2024, you know? Got you. Well, you know, look, I mean, I, I I have a lot of doubts this would happen because I just, I think Insomniac is such a well-oiled machine when it comes to their output. They've 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 been busy this year and they put out games. Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild, you know, like they really do have some type of, their workflow is second to none. So I... 
I don't know if it's just blind trust or just kind of benefit of the doubt or both, but like I really think they are going to pull this off. I think they wouldn't. They've been around the block enough to not make che- to not write checks they can't cash. I think a game like God of War with Santa Monica that that game can kind of blow up on you and, and grow legs and become way bigger of a project than you probably thought it could be. But I think Insomniac, to me personally, is they know what they can and cannot do well enough than I think most studios can figure it out. So I, I, I think that they're going to pull through, pull this through and get it done, but I mean, um, we'll see my, though. My only thing with my only thing with that is, is that Sony has delayed pretty much all their first party games in the last five years. All mm. of them. And I think if I'm not mistaken, the original Spider-Man was also delayed a couple of months. So I, I it's not because they're not good at their job. It's because Sony would not mind giving them more time, you know, in, in terms of like just making the game, completely polished once it comes out uh but we'll see we'll see yeah, indeed all right let me go ahead and start with my first one um i kind of tease this one when we talk about this game a lot so this one's not going to be like a, a a jaw dropper per se but i'm going to go ahead and say i think starfield will not be released in the first half of 2023 i think it will be uh a november release date I think that at the end of the day, um, there is no real benefit in my mind when you think about the games that just got release dates, um, and a lot of them are happening middle of the year, I don't see a reason why Starfield necessarily needs to go in and compete with that, especially not being so close to The Legend of Zelda. I don't think you want that if you're if you're, if you're you're uh, Xbox. You probably want to create some space. Uh, it looks like the whole second half of the year is, is still kind of up in the air with who's going to be releasing. So I think if you're Xbox, you're Bethesda, you say, you know what, let's get Starfield out in November. Um, let's, let's try to own fall, you know. Um, now that's going to depend obviously on how development's coming along, but I think if they have the ability strategically to say, we can release this anytime we want, uh, or if we can afford to wait until November, I think they'll do that. Um, I, I don't think that they're, they're not in any position in my opinion, where they absolutely have to get this game out by the second half of the year, especially if it no. means taking more time, giving the game more polish, minimizing bugs because you, you guys know how Bethesda gets down with these bugs and you know performance issues blah 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 you can get ahead of that if you need a few more months I, I think they will definitely take advantage of that opportunity yeah. I, I think the game needs to come out in 2023 yes to, for any but I, but yeah I don't think I don't see when this game would slot in uh, in the first half unless they completely go the opposite way and delay Redfall till the end of, to the end of the year and then Give Redfall like a February release date, kind of like Elden Ring, and yeah, I thought about Redfall May. though. Yeah, because that could be it. Because you know, with the multiplayer stuff, maybe mm-hmm. they want to beta that, beta that out a little bit. So I, I would say the only way they would make sense if it's a February release date, kind of taking a page out of the uh, out of the uh, Elden Ring book. There, come out in February, dominate all the way till May, because that's when you know uh, Tears of the Kingdom comes out. Uh, but it's a very packed first half, though. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff coming out. You got uh, Resident Evil Four coming. There's, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, and not so much at the end of the years, at least so far. Yeah, and plus you got we got to remember also this is a new IP, so it's not mm-hmm. like I mean you're going up against known commodities. You're going up against Zelda. You're going up against Resident yeah. Evil. Like you got to deliver if if that's who you want to choose to compete with. So you got to be careful yeah, with if that. You if you were you were Elder Scrolls or you were uh, Fallout, it doesn't matter. I think uh, it's, yeah. it's release proof. People are people are going to move out yeah. of the way for you because of who yeah. those yeah, games. Exactly. It's the opposite right mm-hmm. now. It's like we don't know how your game's going to pan out at all. So here comes especially, Zelda, and especially with the new cycle and how it's been 
fairly or unfairly bashed uh, on the right. internet, it's, it, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of question marks there for sure. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right. Let's get that second delay, man. What do you got here? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't think this is that spicy. I think uh, kind of for the same reasons Marvel Spider-Man 2 is delayed. I got Alan Wake 2. Mm. Um, I, I think, you know, a game that people wanted and then seemingly appeared out of the ether. Not only was it announced, but that in fact is in development and coming in 2023, which I found super weird. Uh, there was a thing that I found online where they asked Sam Lake directly how long the game has been in development. And he gave a weird answer. He said, we've had a small team working on ideas for Alloway 2 for 10 years, for a decade. So it's like, okay, ideas. <laughs> yeah. uh, but when did the game go into development? He never really elaborated and answered that directly. So I'm, and look, and they're, and they're, they're, they're independent team. Uh, you know, uh, they did control. So they could have easily been working on, on Alloway 2 since then. So it's possible that it comes out next year. But based on Remedy's, just their history, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that Alan Wake 2 coming out in 2023, I don't believe you. I don't believe you, Sam <laughs> Lake. I, I, I think you're a liar. I think, it's, it, I think it coincided with the anniversary of the first Alan Wake, and they wanted to give some people something to get excited over. Uh, nobody's going to kill him if they delayed it out of 2023 uh, because he didn't give a specific date as to when, just the year. So I think Alan Wake 2 it is a game that I, I'm really excited about, as you guys know. Uh, but just based on everything that I know about Remedy, a, a studio that I love and hold dear, uh, close to my heart, I, I it just feels like a... Hey guys, Sam Lake, how's everybody doing? Uh, looking like Max, original Max Payne over here. Uh, we need a little bit more time to completely. Okay, see, talks. Uh, but yeah, that, uh, Alan Wake. <laughs> that was not even remotely necessary. You to, and he leaned in and hunched over the microphone and like did like the weird creepy hands while he did it too. Yeah, I don't know what's going it. on. Uh, nobody knows, but uh, I do know that Alan Wake 2 will probably be delayed out of 2023. You know what? That's not a bad prediction, though. I have a weird... Yeah. It, it's a weird one for me because it, I kind of talked about it a couple episodes ago. I'm like, how do you how do you tackle Alan Wake in 2022? Like, to me, that's yeah. just... That's a lot of things to figure out because you got to figure out... Like I said, like, do you want to stay true to the old game? Do you want to modernize it? If so, mm -hmm. how much? And I, I would imagine that those type of decisions being made and then designing the game after those decisions. I just don't feel in my heart that 2023 sounds right. Um, yeah. So I, I think you might be onto something there, to be honest with you. I, that that might be when it. they ask him directly and his, and his answer is oh, evasive yeah. working on ideas for 10 years. So I've had ideas for fucking 30 years. What's that mean? Yeah. Like, Next year, know, be like, I don't, I don't know an Alan. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> Alan, wait, no, no, no. Who's I awake? To say, What's that? What? <laughs> Um. All right, then let got? me let me go ahead and hit you with my second one, Pablo. I got bad news. Oh no, maybe not not, not so much for you, but just in general. Oh, bad okay, news okay. is Diablo Four will be delayed till October. Oh, that is bad news. This delay will happen, Pablo, and this is going to be slightly unprecedented. Hmm. This delay is going to happen because Microsoft will want to wait until hmm. the Activision Blizzard acquisition closes before releasing this game that way they can make diablo 4 a day one game pass title now to make up for that delay we're gonna get an open beta okay only for xbox only for xbox like but that's I my like prediction I, I think it's gonna be a little bit controversial because it's not necessarily gonna be because the game isn't necessarily ready it'll 
it'll be one of those apparent uh, we know what you're doing Xbox type of things. Yeah. And yeah. Jim Ryan's going to go in there and be mad again. The front facing story is going to be we want to make sure we make the best experience possible and add more polish. They're going to throw the polish word in there and we're going all going to go, "Oh, <laughs> okay, polish." You know, but I think I think this is going to be a strategic move to elevate Game Pass uh, and have that day one call out instead of let's just release it like per usual and sell it at full price and we have no advantage over PlayStation at least on the console front obviously PC yeah. is a whole different beast but that's that's my prediction for Diablo 4 uh, I, I think it's going to get yeah. pushed I mean I I would hate that because I everything I've seen from Diablo Diablo 4 looks absolutely uh, amazing and it's climbed uh, onto my most anticipated games list uh, because it just looks great but that would make a lot of sense I mean that'd be cool yeah I mean and also you got to remember like Diablo Immortals came out to some heat you know controversy was there yeah, Diablo 2 resurrected came out with some with some backlash too because of the way it was it was performing and playing so I, I also think you know they they can get away with it from a PR standpoint to, to say, look, we want to get this one right. And I think people will be like, okay, you know, and, and we'll be all yeah. happy that we can get it on Game Pass. But October, Halloween time, Diablo makes sense in my brain. So that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Um, like now, it. now, Pablo, it's time to get into the acquisition predictions. Uh, two apiece. What do you got, man? Talk to me about your first one. I'm very yeah. curious about these. What do you got? So, my uh, my first prediction is uh, is a good follow up to yours. Okay. Uh, okay. Because I say Ac- Xbox Activision, uh, I, my prediction is that the the deal goes through early next year or the first half of next year. I think uh, the FTC will will on will have to kind of take their their lawsuit away just based on some things that, that have been happening uh, lately. And I think uh, and I think they'll give, give them permission to go ahead and acquire uh, Activision uh, Blizzard. But the addition to that is that because of this headache, I think Xbox next year will not acquire any studios. That's my mm. that's my prediction about the acquisitions. I think Xbox will go completely silent on that front. And you got Sega begging to be purchased, a whole bunch of other companies out there. That that's the new wave. It, it's make a good game, get bought, get paid. I think Xbox is going to be out the game for a while based on everything that's happened. Just kind of uh, they don't want to be made an example of because of everything that's been going on right now mm-hmm. to then buy another studio, especially buying Sega. At that point, the FTC is going to, it's going to be really hard for Xbox to purchase anything big going forward ever again, because it feels like the FTC is going to be there to try and lock that, you know, lock that down uh, just based on everything we've seen now. So that's my number one. That's my first prediction there is the the, the deal goes through, but no more spending for Xbox for the rest of the uh, of next year. Interesting, interesting. Now, yeah. normally I'd kind of give a rebuttal there, but I'm actually gonna I'm gonna hop right in with my first prediction, which is in that same you know umbrella. I'm gonna say the opposite. I think okay. that upon the conclusion of the ABK acquisition saga, I think Microsoft is going to complete two acquisitions in 2023, uh, but very smaller ones. I think number one, they're gonna pick up. Asobo Studio, the makers of Microsoft Flight Sim and A Plague Tale. I think they're going to pick them up. I think that the buzz about A Plague Tale at the end of this year is undeniable. And obviously, the relationship is already there with working on um, you know, other projects right. with them, right? So I think that one is going to happen. 
The one that I think is going to be the the shocker is I really do think they're going to go after Nether Rum Studios. I think that they got a game coming next year too. Absolutely. I think they're dying for a fighting game under under the Microsoft banner. I think that 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 would be huge for them to be able to lock in you know Ed Boon getting Mortal Kombat, you know, getting um uh what's the other one called the uh, the superhero fighting game one. Yeah, um um it's not infamous. It's uh, I don't play I don't I don't play these games, so I couldn't tell you what it to be honest. Um, but nevertheless, I think those two studios are going to get scooped up. They're smaller. It's not going to raise as many eyebrows. I see the box art in my head. It's it's bothering the shit yeah, out of yeah. me. And and now and now I'm gonna and the, and now people are screaming the name of the game. I know they, like, are. Oh, they are, but I can't it's hear tough. you. All right, it's uh, injustice. There you go. Look at that J- injustice. Thank you, Google. Um, but yeah, I think, I think those are my, my predictions. I think, I don't, I don't think Microsoft wants to slow down. I think that they, if anything, this whole ABK saga has made them even more paranoid, um, that we really need to compete because, you know, we've made so many concessions to make this deal go through with ABK that we still don't have enough stuff that's maybe exclusive to Xbox yet. And maybe those are the two studios that can help mitigate that. I, and that'd be great because uh, I think Ed Boone had a had a thing. I think it was on Twitter where he was asking uh, fans if he they wanted to see a Marvel versus DC Comics fighting game in the same vein as Injustice, which would be incredible, especially if you had that as a exclusive title. Especially since Marvel games are Marvel Studios is out there giving exclusive uh, licensing to to, to everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting one, so uh, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty dope. Uh, okay. That'd be a good acquisition. I'm not a fighting uh, game fan in the slightest, but I feel like it's it's a good round uh, uh, to be a good roundup in terms of having all these nice little uh, studios yeah. in your portfolio. Yeah, no doubt. All right, give me your second acquisition prediction. Yeah, I'm not, this is not in any way, shape, or form spicy, sexy. It just is what it is. I think Sony pulls the trigger by Square and by Square Enix. Uh, I think that's kind of what just happens here. I think uh, they'll take a page out of Xbox book and go for broke on a, on a smaller scale. You know, Square Enix get, did get skinny this year in terms of selling off all those IP. But I mean, their relationship with Final Fan with the with Square Enix with Final Fantasy VII remake and Final Fantasy C being exclusive to the PlayStation apparently in perpetuity. Like nobody knows when yeah. uh, the remake is is coming. To, to other consoles and for all intents and purposes it doesn't seem like it ever is uh, I know they got Crisis Core which was you know it's it's one of those like side sh- shoots anyway so not necessarily uh, a game that you want to lock down on one platform but I um, I think it's I, I think it's about time I think Sony I, I, I think Sony needs to do this as well I think that uh, with all their studios and I'm going to talk about this later on in the show today with all their studios in a in, coming to a weird end on their cycles in terms of God of War already out and all that stuff they're they're, they're going to be kind of hurting for some first party games in the next couple sorry uh, next couple of years um and I think that this is a I think this is a thing they need uh but I think uh, I think that makes a lot of sense as well so if Sony pulling that trigger and buying Square an X I thought about That's this one pretty hard, man. I was like, yeah. maybe this one should be on my predictions list. But the, but I started to think about it a lot, and I'm like, you know what? If I were PlayStation, I don't know if I'd leap at this right now. I think you you look at what Square has kind of been doing with output. We talked about it in the last episode with just a lot of mid-games. Yeah, You already have the best of Square locked in. 
pretty much. So I don't yeah. know if PlayStation is really going to be pressed to go buy them unless there's some competitor that wants to buy them first. I don't know. When Bracers won't buy anything, but 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 owning Final Fantasy and yeah. the uptick that Final Fantasy oh, that's has had huge. lately, I can't. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, I can't play that down at all. But you know, I I don't know. I I, I have a different Sony prediction myself here, um, and I, I think this one is again. This one's another shooting for the moon one. But I I thinking about it, I think it makes sense. So let me go ahead and run this past you. Here's what I think. I believe Sony will acquire. CD project in a multi-billion dollar deal to not only own exclusive rights to all the IPs, but more importantly, Pablo, to get full ownership of GOG, which is what Sony will utilize heavily as a massive step in their initiative in bringing PlayStation games to PC. Um, I think that's going to be the big, the big one for them. If you, you know, there's a, there's an article last year, kind of about how GOG was sort of floundering. It, it just isn't, it's underperforming. Obviously, Steam is Steam and, and everybody runs to Steam. I think Sony would love to have some type of service like a GOG under their belt to basically have their own thing. And yes, that might mean, hey, we're only going to make this game exclusive if you buy it from this place you know yeah. and that that's the shitty side of sony that's the jim ryan side of sony but i because it's so that's so tacky i can almost see that happening um so i think this is to me it's a reach i won't lie but i think the the combination of, of securing those ip witcher cyberpunk that you know all the rest of the stuff in their pipeline plus getting gog like that is that's huge, and, and I think that would be a huge boon for them in terms of their future. But that's what I got there. Yeah, no, I, I think that you're crazy. <laughs> uh, Why I, did you I, set I just, me up for thinking you were going to agree? That was horrible. That's because I, I think Sony, I, I mean, that would be great. I mean, in terms of purchasing, again, we, we have no alliances, alliances here to, to, to any console. I think, I don't, I don't give a shit. I own all three consoles. If, if CD Projekt Red lives in Sony, that's great. I mean, whatever. But the reason I don't think it'll happen is because I don't think they can afford it out and out. I, I am, I am gun ho. I am pretty sure in a couple of years, we're going to get some information about Sony's financials because Jim Ryan, the way he's fighting for call of duty and how desperate he seems is really weird. And, and a, a lot of Sony proper without the PlayStation brand has been losing money for years. PlayStation has been the only profitable branch that they've had for a long time. But I wonder if, if it's gotten to a point with the new consoles, the delay of consoles, COVID and everything happening that they might've put them in the red a little bit. However, I will say this, Sony does this a lot. They buy small portions, small percentages of companies. I think that's a possibility. I think they could get a 5% owner stake into, into CD uh, Project Red. I think that would make a lot of sense. And then they would get a lot of, not exclusive games, but exclusive content based on the fact that they own percentage. I mm. think that would be, and they would probably have a, a, a you know some kind of deal there with GOG. But I, I just think that CDPR is in a, it is has made the most money they've ever made uh, recently, and I just don't see them that they're in a position to sell. Uh, but I mean, I'm sure Sony would want to. I mean, I'm sure Xbox would want to. I'm sure if Xbox had the opportunity, they'd probably try to buy them. But I just don't. I just it's not 
it's about the money, but I also think it's about CDPR just not really uh, in the market right now. GOG is 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 is, is in a lot of problem, a lot of trouble. But I don't know if Sony is has the resources one in terms of uh, of 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 buying a a something like GOG and upkeeping it and and revitalizing it, and two money wise, I just I. Something rubbed me the wrong way about Jim Ryan in terms of like financials. I think they are in a little bit of trouble when it comes to that. But I think that's a super bowl that I think we needed something to spice up this section because uh, mine the last one was pretty vanilla, pretty obvious. Uh, <laughs> but hey, if this well, happens, look, that'd be that'd be massive. That'd be well. Huge. Here's the thing: if they are in the red, let's say that's true, right? If you get Gog and you're able to revitalize that, right? Every game that gets sold, PlayStation makes money. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's not even just about you know oh well they're buying it to put PlayStation games on there now they're they're pulling in money for every game sold. Yeah. So if you can put no, you, sure. you can give that service a shot in the arm, you make PlayStation games exclusive on that on that service. It, as much as that would suck, I'm not saying this is a yeah, yeah, you know yeah. a great prediction for everybody. Everybody wins, but if you can do that and you pull in profits, now you're making revenue off of games that aren't even yours. Um, yeah. I, I think that makes for a pretty interesting proposition for both sides because I, I don't think CD Projekt really knows what they're doing with that side of their business anymore. I think they have it as a as a vanity, as a bullet point um, yeah, for, for investors and thing. stakeholders, yeah. but I don't know if that's enough to really keep them moving. And okay. let's let's be honest, you know, we're a lot more forgiving of, of CD Projekt Red than most people are, um, you and me. So I, I think still yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they have a climb to get back up to a, a place of, of prominence again. And, well, you know, this could help. Maybe, but I think the more realistic is the percentage buying or uh, CDPR spins off GOG and, and sells GOG to, to, to Sony, which Maybe. is which is more possible. I just think the chance that Sony would have to take to hopefully revitalize and hopefully make that money. And listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. Xbox is not going to make it easy for Sony to make any big purchases in the future. They're going to want concessions and they're going to, and I I see the future of Phil Spencer be like, "Unfortunately, what they've given us is inadequate." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, man. I think I think Phil's going to still try to be the good guy, man, and and uh you know, look, see, we we said it was great. We said it was a fine deal. Yeah. I, I think I don't uh, know cuz this year this year I don't think Phil has t- uh, had one tweet congratulating Sony about a release of a, a game they've had. Hey, well, <laughs> at least he'll be more real this time around instead of putting on the good yeah. guy image. Let's move on. However, to uh, the console-related predictions, Pablo, we have uh, obviously Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox to make predictions for. Let's go ahead and get Nintendo out of the way. Um, yeah, tell me what you're thinking here. What do you got as your first one? Yeah, I, I again, not too, not too spicy, not too sexy here. Switch Two is announced. I think it's time. Um, and though it's hard to pinpoint the rumor mill as to what it is and what it isn't, if the pro, if the two, I think it's gonna be full on two, but the eye, because the eye test is telling me it's time. Uh, I think uh, the Switch Two will be significantly more powerful, but it will not stray away from the design and concept of the original Switch. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm comparing it to. SNES to NES in that it was a, a, a massive upgrade going to 16-bit, but it was conceptually the same system uh, with some some tweaks. I think it's time. I think with, with games like Tears of the Kingdom coming out and, I, and, and the future of all those franchises, I think that a Switch 2 would make a lot of sense. And also the reason why it would be a Switch 2 is because 
they have to go they have to go backwards compatible here they they, they these games from the switch have to run on on the switch too uh and I'm, i have a feeling that that's gonna be that's gonna be a thing and i and i think that they'll announce it i don't know if it'll come out next year uh but i think 2023 is when they announce uh the follow-up to the switch Interesting, interesting. I might as well just drop my prediction right in here as my rebuttal, because my first prediction is there will be no official announcements of a Switch Pro <laughs> or next-gen console in 2023 whatsoever. However, I I, I did put here, I, I do think reports will surface that Nintendo will yeah. have a plan that will come to light in the following year, 2024. Um, look, at the end of the day, I think... I would be a fool to spend another year thinking this is going to be the year when it comes to a new Nintendo yep. console. I I think they're just they're just doing too well. I I know we all hate the fact that these games look old and they they look like shit, but the reality of the situation is it isn't stopping these Nintendo Switches from flying off the motherfucking shelves. I I yep. I can't make that different, you know, and and I wish I could so we can kind of move this generation along for Nintendo, but it ain't happening, man. In a, in a year where you are dropping arguably your most important game of your generation next to Breath of the Wild, I don't think you want to do that and then follow that up after Zelda with saying, oh, and actually, if you're a Nintendo fan, get ready because you're going to spend money on a new console. I don't know if they want to have that problem, especially coming into holiday time. You don't want people hesitating for next holiday season going, should I should I buy a Switch and get Zelda? Should I wait until the, another console comes out? I, I think if you're Nintendo business-wise, I don't think you want to do that. I think you'd rather just well, save that announcement for early 2024 and release the console in late 2024. Well, I think it's where the backwards compatibility comes into play, where it, you can play it on both. I mean, look, when you look at Sony and we look at Xbox, their last years of those consoles have put out some of the best games that they've ever had. So... Uh, same thing with the PS3 to, to PS4, so it's it, it's it's a thing that 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 happens every year. People figure out the system and they're gonna put out the best possible game that they possibly can as a goodbye to that system. So I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility where they announce something, though. Um, I don't think the console's coming out next year, uh, but I think I think that they 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 will they will finally talk about it. But they'll talk about it in a way where it's like. Like it's like yeah, this is a new console, but also you can play everything you can play on the two, you can play on the one type of uh, conversation as in terms of when they announce it. Okay, all right. Well, I mean that was kind of my prediction to counter your prediction. So I think you're up again. Uh, give me your second one. What do you got? Yeah, I think uh, next year Nintendo is going to kind of repeat what they did the same year that uh, Breath of the Wild came out, where they're gonna kind of go off a little bit. Uh, they're they got Breath of the Wild drop. I mean uh, Tears of the Kingdom dropping. And I think they're gonna have a 2D Mario game coming out uh, next year, and okay, and a 3D Donkey Kong uh, game. Or you could flip those. I, in terms of a, a 2D Donkey Kong game or a 3D Mario, I, it's been just as long between mainline Mario games of, of, of Zelda games, and they back pocket those bitches. I mean, we didn't know about uh, Odyssey till like a couple of months before it came out. So I think they're gonna do the same thing here. Uh, the Donkey Kong game has been heavily rumored for about two years now. And it's it's a game that again, probably in their back pocket, ready to come out whenever they're ready to. I think they'll have the the May game, they'll have the summer game, they'll have a fall game, and I think those it'll be those three games. Um, and that would be a that'd be a hell of a year for them, honestly. If you had to choose which one you think is the most likely, what would the you Mario, say? The Mario game. 
You think Mario? Okay. And I think and I think 2D Mario. And you think for sure 2D? Now, yeah, what, yeah. what's the logic behind 2D? What's it, the logic there? Because it's been longer between the 2D Mario uh, mainline games. Uh, when you look at uh, what's come out, Super uh, Brothers Jew and then Odyssey, uh, those are further apart from each other. And okay. they like to usually do a 2D Mario game, a 3D Mario game. The only way that I think that would be a 3D Mario game is if they go Odyssey 2, kind of like they did with um, uh, Galaxy. Uh, yeah, but yeah. we'll see. I mean, I, Nintendo's really hard to pin down when it comes to these things in terms of when, why they do it, when they do it. There's really no rhyme or reason. They just, I think, they have an idea and then they go, they want to do this. But um, I think the Mario game will be the most likely uh, game to come out in the summer, where they would probably feel a little bit more comfortable if the Donkey Kong game comes out later. The reason mm-hmm. for Mario as well is because of the as a movie coming out. Um, next year as well so and then the okay. year after that i think the theme park opens up so they'll, they'll have a, yeah. a steady stream of that in terms of um of those two games coming out in the next couple of years okay interesting all right let me get to my second one pablo let me tell you let me tell you a little something about metroid prime 4 hmm. development for metroid prime 4 will officially cease on nintendo Ooh. switch and migrate over to Nintendo's next unannounced console in order to avoid any design concessions due to Switch's aging hardware. This will not be something they'll officially announce. This will be more of like a report we find out about or something. Uh, Nintendo will then position Metroid Prime 4 as a launch title for their upcoming console. Um, so this kind of... Um, this is this one may be a long shot, maybe not. I think just the, the, the delay of getting any updates on Metroid Prime 4 tells me that there's there's got to be some hang-ups. And I, I, I would not be the slightest bit shocked if they're having a hard time getting this game to... I, I guess here's the, here's the concern. Metroid Prime 4 comes out, and you sit it next to Metroid Prime on, on the fucking GameCube, and the shit looks the same. Like, that's just... That would be hugely deflating, that all these years later, damn near 20 years later, you're getting a game that looks just like a GameCube game. That would be horrible. I think if you're if 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 you're retro uh, games, if if you're um, you know Nintendo, you got to figure out a better solution because you've made people wait so long. Don't make them wait to get a game that looks and runs just like some shit from 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so I I think this is gonna happen, and I I personally would be happy about it. Um, because I, I never want to see a game that's this important compromised because I'm a Metroid fan. Y'all know yeah. that. But yeah, this one's a big one for me. But I, I, I kind of secretly hope this happens and we get we, we suffer through the bad news to get to better news when the new console comes out and we get a the Metroid Prime 4 at its very best, in my yeah, opinion. I, I play with the idea of just going nuclear and be like Nintendo cancels Metroid Prime 4. Just because of how uh, the sales, unfortunately, for Metro Prime, uh, no Metroid uh, Dread, Dread, were yeah. good, but not what they want. But then again, I don't, I don't know. I think it's shame on them if they're expecting Metroid to sell like it's never sold before. You know, I think they have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they know what they have there. So, but I would love to see. I'm not. I'm uh, gaming history like a little hole in my history is is the Prime games. I would love to see the the, the Prime trilogy come out. I would I would love to you know uh, get my hands on that, but. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Very good. Very good. Let's move on to PlayStation, Pablo. Let's get started with our predictions for Sony Team Jim Ryan. What do you think is going to happen in Sony Land, man? What do you got here? I just want to preface and say I'm uh, 
I'm console agnostic. I play mostly on Xbox, but I love PlayStation. Uh, but I want to... Um, my first prediction here is PlayStation first party uh, output will be anemic. Uh, anemic? Yeah. That's... <laughs> I think... And I think this is an easy prediction. Um, okay, wait, 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 wait. So anemic how? What are you thinking? Just, it's like, it just it, so, do you have it, a quantity of games you think are coming out? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't have one. I think, you know, I'm, okay. I'm, I've already delayed Spider-Man until 2024. Uh, <laughs> th- uh, but I, I think, look, I think the anemic in, in, in that I don't think there's going to be a tentpole first-party game to come out. I think this is the first year that you're going to see the plan of games as service finally surface and we're gonna get those games starting to come out this year i mean when you look at what they have in terms of output what's coming out next you have deviation games that they partnered with to make a first person shooter a triple a first person shooter uh for their console however their co-founder just left abruptly and the way Sony was capping hard for Call of Duty, maybe that isn't going as well as they want. But then when you look at their main studios, like uh, Naughty Dog, they're working on fra- uh, on factions, but that's a game as service, right? Uh, Santa Monica already released God of War. Insomniac is working on two Marvel games, and like I said, I've already <laughs> I've already delayed Spider-Man 2 for them. Uh, ben isn't exactly a studio putting out exciting stuff right now. Gorilla just released Horizon Forbidden West. Sucker Punch is working on the Ghost of Tsushima sequel, but that's not going to be ready in 2023. And Bungie is Bungie. I mean, people who are fans of Destiny 2 or whatever other variation of that game style they have if they have a new game coming out blue point would be the only saving grace however i don't know what exactly it is that they have uh coming down the pike but sure i think when it comes to playstation i really do think that they'll have a comparable to maybe not as bad but a a, a, a kind of uh the, the the script will flip a little bit where playstation's first party output is going to be anemic it's going to be bad it's not going to be as good as as we wanted however they're going to have Final Fantasy Rebirth. They're going to have um, Silent you know, Hill potentially. Silent if it Hill. Comes yeah, out. so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here telling you that Sony's going to have a bad year. I'm just telling you that your first party output is going to be a lot left to be desired just based on the fact that their studios just went off. They just went off. They just released a whole bunch of dope ass shit. And uh, I think that's going to happen. And I think nobody's going to bat an eye that PlayStation uh, will have a 20, a, an Xbox 22 year because of the proven. Uh, factor. Fine, they they won't have anything next next year that's gonna be from those studios. But guess what? In a couple of years from now, they're gonna just bring have bangers anyway. So it's okay to have these down years. But I just want to predict and say here, I don't think that uh, we put a lot of importance on first par- party uh, output with Xbox. I just think that Sony's gonna have a down year when it comes to that first party stuff. They just don't have the studios right now to make something. Uh, as good as God of War come out of this year. I think, you know, I think what the rumor is uh, that also uh, Twisted Metal is a game as service. And and so we're going to see a lot of game as service games come out. We're going to see a lot of small games coming out for PlayStation, but nothing first party that is going to blow us out of the water uh, in that sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess part of the reason why I asked about the, uh, the alleged anemia is because <laughs> I... It sort of feels like you're not counting the the games of service games at all. I mean, well, it's, it, it, let's say let's say this scenario happens where Faction comes out and let's say one more comes out. That's two first party games, right? right? That's not anemic to me. That and then you have 
Burning Shore is coming out for Horizon, so you have more content coming there. DLC. You have Spider Man potentially, right? I know that's not part of your prediction, but exactly, yeah. But no, I mean that's four. Well, I am discounting games as service because when you look at what PlayStation has put out in terms of their output, it's first-party, narrative-driven games uh, throughout. And so now they're completely switching to, to games as service now. And so with taking games like a, 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 um, a Naughty Dog game, a Last of Us game, but just giving us the multiplayer portion of it, I know you're excited for it. I'm excited for it. I love factions for the last of us, but I don't think that the the public as a whole is excited for a multiplayer at the multiplayer of uh, part of the last of us. I don't. I just don't think that's a mm, thing that they're excited for. I think we run in the in the same circles in terms of people who like factions. I think factions is one of the most underrated multiplayer uh, modes in in all of video game because it is so fun. It was such a, a blast. But I just don't think people are going to be like, oh, we got. Game as service, games as service, games as service. Because when you look at the output of games as service as a whole in the industry, it's not very good. The games usually don't do well. And sure, PlayStation has a great uh, group of, of development teams that make great games, but they aren't making the games that we know them to be uh, to be making and switching over to game as service. I can't think of a single game as service that came out this year that's even on my top 10 list that's even good to be quite honest with you i'm just speaking about the history of games as service i'm sure that faction is going to be good but the history of games as service as a whole and if you're just going to release that throughout i I am discounting it in that way because the history of that has not been good to anybody except a handful of of people and so i just feel like that's a little subject that's subjective though sure but i mean that's why it's my prediction but i i think ultimately at the end of it i just feel like what i I like PlayStation 4 in terms of their first party output. We're not going to see any of that next year. And so okay. to me, so you, off the, off anemic the bat, that in terms be, of their, their, their traditional story base, right, right. Things that games. I like Sony for. Okay. Yeah. I think that okay. it, whatever they have is just going to be kind of like, meh. I honestly, I honestly think, I don't think that's a bad thing though. I think they're going to swing for the fences and they're not going to be without games. They're going to have two Final Fantasy games coming out next year, exclusive to their consoles. They're going to be fine. Uh, but mm-hmm. And those games might turn to be exclusive games. If, I mean, uh, first-party games if they, if they buy Square Enix early on. So, you know, it's it's. I'm just talking about in terms of what we know their first-party uh, to do and, and the games that they make. I think flipping the script a little bit and, again, just going through the history of games as service, I just don't... I, I can't get excited for PlayStation first-party output next year. It's just... It just it's beyond me. And I don't think those games will be very good but we'll see i i would love to be proven wrong playstation fans don't worry i got you my first prediction is that we're gonna get the next game from blue point games and it will be revealed as bloodborne return to yarnum a remake of the critically acclaimed bloodborne from 2014 the game will launch in october of next year and It will feature expanded content based on cut concepts from From Software's original works. That'll be one of its bigger selling points. Um, That it's still keeping with the spirit of of the original game and taking what uh, the originators created and bringing that to life too to give people something new to try. Um, I think, you know, obviously there's been a lot of rumors about this. This is not a pie in the sky one. This is one that I think to me is the most likely. Um, because I think that Bloodborne is is a is a franchise that's kind of undeniable in terms of the the fan outcry for wanting it, uh, even if it is just a remake and not a full blown sequel. But Ooh. I think I think Blue Point it, it's about that time for them to show back up. It is. Um, we got Demon Souls back in 2020. 
I think by the time we get to the end of 2023, that's more than enough time. I know I'm playing armchair developer for this, but I think that should be more than enough time for their next project to be ready to go. And Bloodborne's going to be that thing for uh, October. I mean, I did say in my in my prediction that uh, that Blue Point could be the deciding factor here, but I would say that would suck if it's a set a, a remake to Bloodborne seven years Ooh, later. You're in the minority there, no, my friend. I, I, again, <laughs> the the same thing with with the Last of Us remake. Who would who who would not want that? I mean, that's great, but I think people complain about that too. And then to have a remake that's seven years old at the time come out, those same conversations will happen. I'm sure the Bloodborne fans, I will be excited for it. You you might be excited for it because it's a game that you've uh, never really put too much time into or want to at least retry the remake. I just feel like those conversations will prop up again and that's your one saving grace first party game and now you have to contend with those kind of debate points and those conversations i think you know i think it'll be a little challenging for for sony in that aspect but again taking myself out of uh, out of out of that equation and just kind of looking at it from the outside looking in that's where i come up with with them being problematic but bloodborne is fucking fantastic so i would love to see that remake that'd be bloodborne great bloodborne spider man that would that would make that would make the year. Honest Bloodborne remake alone would make the year just kind of like uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, Dark Souls did or uh, Demon Souls. So, yeah. Demon Souls, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. we'll uh, Bloodborne we'll and Spider-Man happens. are rounding out next year's. That those are those are going to be the big the big two, um, in my opinion. But let me let me kick it back to you, Pablo. Yeah. Tell me what your next one is. What do you got? Give me some good news. You got any good news or no? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Sony has been slow to pivot sometimes, but I think that they've shown that they're willing to pivot if it has if push comes to shove, uh, even if it is begrudgingly. But here, I think that uh, PS uh, PlayStation Plus will take a page out of Game Pass and start offering third party AAA games day one. Um, I think that they'll uh, that premium service that they have. I think they'll need to spice it up a little bit more. I think that service outside of Stray this year has been a little bit kind of like, why do I even own this? A lot of the games that I want to play are streamed and are they don't play that well, not they control that well. Um, but um, I think that they'll do that. I think they'll finally come out with, even if not all third party games will be like for day and date, they'll have a lot of new 2023 games coming out, uh, kind of like what Game Pass does. Uh, you know, for example, maybe you'll get Hogwarts or Legacy in the summer or something like that. But I think that in in next year we're gonna see a lot more AAA third party games uh, coming out on the PlayStation Plus Premium, uh, and some will even be day and date. Mm. Yeah, I thought about doing one for PlayStation Plus, but I couldn't really think of what they want to do because I kind of agree in in spirit that like it's just kind of. Uh, dangling in the wind out there there's Mm -hmm. not really a lot of action going on like i would love to see that they continue i mean i will say they've added some really good games to the service from third-party standpoints but they again to your point like as far as day and date content we really had stray and nothing else but i think stray is a great example of you put it out on there people are gonna play it and and stray has gotten a lot of buzz part because it was available on playstation plus like that so listen I think PlayStation should try that out. Maybe you work out a relationship with somebody, trying out a new IP, and say, "Hey, we'll put it on there for you," and not just try indie games, you know, because that's a, those are harder to get, you know, the masses to to come subscribe to your service. If you can get a marquee game, yeah, then that's a different story. So I kind of, I kind of hope you're right. And I, I wonder, and I wonder if like, uh, you know, with, with Xbox and Sony kind of going at it, 
for example, this is just an example, not that it was happened. Like Wulong is coming out on Xbox Game Pass, but it's a it's a I'm not party. A, I'm not aware of that game I've heard of. Wulong. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> well, uh, that game uh, is coming out on the game on Game Pass. <laughs> it would be interesting to see if it came out day and date on PlayStation Premium as well, so it's because it's not exclusive to the Xbox platform. Though I'm sure there are exclusive deals made. But I mean, these devs now can double dip. You know, if if PlayStation were to open them, uh, were open themselves up to that, so that'd sure. be pretty dope for them as well. All right, cool, cool. Let me go ahead and jump in with mine. All right, Pablo. Here, so here's the thing: more good news for Sony. Yay. Sony and Konami will announce the next step of their relationship. This time for a remake slash reboot of Metal Gear Solid, which will be developed in partnership with Blue Point Games. Again, we're running it back. And Konami Studio called Virtuous Studios, who we've heard through the rumor mill that is working on a Metal Gear title. I think that's going to be a partnership. I think that partnership is going to result in this game being an exclusive to PlayStation all the way. And I believe it will launch in early 2024. Early. Uh, we'll be given a first glimpse at the game along with announcements about voice actors reprising their roles and how the reboot of the series will be handled with the utmost care, obviously without mentioning you know who um, or in my world, you know, ho. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I listen, I, I know that I doubled up with Blue Point games, and that wasn't an accident. I think that Blue Point to me is going to be a very critical piece of the puzzle. We kind of talked about it already just now, but I think their their role is gonna ramp up. I think that of all the studios that I think are up next to to reach kind of the naughty dog insomniac level of output. I think that to me, they're the next ones that, that can probably get there if they play their cards right and their pipeline is good. So I don't think that um, I don't think that it's going to be too much of a reach if because, again, part of this is the partnership with Konami Studio in terms of optimizing the game for PlayStation and, you know, getting it all in its best form. Um, but I think that I think Metal Gear is coming. I think Metal Gear is coming, and I think that Konami and PlayStation want to work this out, just like they did with Silent Hill. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. But, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. You're kind of making my point that they're going to be leaning on Bluepoint for so much, but I would love to see that. I, I mean, I think that I would feel way more comfortable if Bluepoint is, is involved in this in some way and if Hideo was involved in, in a way because of the fact that that's his baby. Uh, Bluepoint knows what the fuck they're doing. Uh, and I wouldn't want somebody like, look, you have the example of the, um, of, uh, KOTOR remake being done by a, a team that couldn't handle that kind of, uh, that kind of, uh, responsibility and look where that game is right now. So it, I would want somebody that, that is a known commodity here within the remakes. And I, I hope it's a lot more like Final Fantasy seven, uh, remake in that it'll follow the original game, but it, it'll take some, some liberties with the storytelling yeah. just to kind of make it fit in the whole overall uh, overall um, arcing scheme. Yeah, yeah, they have to because some of that, some of the plot fuckery that Kojima started doing midway through, just it got it got impossible. There's so many loopholes and stuff like they have to fix a lot of that stuff. So yeah, I, I wonder. That's what why I went with I went with remake slash reboot on that for that kind of that reason. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't think they can go one for one here. That wouldn't be right. That wouldn't be a and good I, decision. And I wonder what they would do with the Psychomantis. Uh, Fight. Exactly. Uh, what yeah. what could they do to 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 make 
to com- make that comparable to what we had to endure. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe he'll read off your social security number or something like that, and, and then it'll get leaked. You know, I don't know, man. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on. Let's get to the last set of predictions of the episode, and that is, of course, with Xbox. Team Green, you're up. Pablo, your turn. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I um, my first prediction uh, is based off necessity. I, you know, as an Xbox fan as well, I just want them to survive 2023. And so because of that, I think they need this prediction to be true. And that is all Xbox first party games that come out next year will hold at least an 83 or higher on open critic and will have will dominate the Game Pass awards with nominations and wins. Um uh, the reason it's 83 is because I look back at uh, Redfall and that was the lowest one. I was going to ask you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's my gotcha. lowest one at 83. So 83 or better and will dominate the game awards with nominations. And wins. If you guys saw the game awards, Xbox not only was, was uh, missing in terms of <laughs> announcement, they also were nominated for, for, I don't think anything, not a damn uh, thing, not a damn thing. And I think that they have to, I, I don't think that's the end all be all of what makes a good game with the game of the, a good or a game, the game of the year, but it is something that the industry all comes together to kind of celebrate. And I think that if, if they're able to, to, to release games that are able to hold a higher Metacritic or open critic score that at that way they'll, they'll be nominated and they'll be out there. You know, Starfield definitely will probably be there. Mm-hmm. If it's good. Um, it's it just time. I, I think uh, with nothing to show for in 2022, their biggest temple continuing to be a, a failure. Uh, you know, I just feel like it's time for, for, for them to do this in like Forza, Redfall, Starfield. And I do believe Hellblade 2 is coming out next year. We'll have to hold it. 83 or better uh and be critical darlings and not only sell well because you know game pass is going to be there but I, I not only be like the highest played game on game pass because that doesn't mean anything high on life right now is the number one played game i think had the number one debut of any game yeah. pass game that does that's what does it. that mean uh, yeah but what does that mean right. though, in the grand scheme of things it's it's insulated within your own ecosystem okay it's the most mm-hmm. game played on your ecosystem okay that doesn't really mean anything in terms of quality or what the game is so ultimately i i this prediction is 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 obviously because I want games to be good, but well, because I want Xbox to survive, and I think they need this to happen. They need. Yeah. They can't have a first. They can't have Hellblade here come out and have a seventy-five on Open Critic. I. It just. It. It, it just be tough. It'd be a tough uh, pill to swallow here because of of everything that they've they've they have writing on on their success for twenty twenty three. Yeah, and this is why it's so important for them to really make sure they're feeling good when Starfield comes out because that's yeah. going to be the the big. I almost think that's going to be more important than how the other games rate because if Starfield comes out and that bombs for whatever yep. reason or or even if it's one of those cases where the game comes out it gets great reviews which would check your box off right but it gets all this backlash after the fact because hey none of the reviews said that the loading times are 59 seconds and right. nobody said that the frame rate was 24 frames per second all the time like stuff like that is still a big risk that they have to try to avoid. But I agree. You still yeah. got to get you got to get the reviews right though. You got to get the optics good so that you can win awards, you can be nominated for shit and have a presence when it's time to talk about the best things that happen next year. Yeah. You have to. And not, and not, let's not confuse it. I, I don't think that a open critic score m- means a game is good. I mean, I there, this year we've spoken about it incessantly on the podcast. There's some there's some reviews out there in some games, some scores, Bayonetta killing it at 88 oh at that an oc and open critic and that game is abysmal like it it don't mean anything but optically mm. 
you know, optically mm-hmm. it means something, you know, uh, but uh, I think that's important. Yeah, no, I got you. Uh, from a business standpoint, I think it's important. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let me give I got I got good news and bad news. I'll give you the good news prediction. Maybe not so much for Pablo because this isn't really something Pablo's big on, but I'll go here anyway. I'll go here first. The first in-game trailer for the Perfect Dark reboot will be revealed at E3 2023. The game will be, in fact, a third-person over-the-shoulder action-adventure title with a toggle for first-person gameplay for fans of the original titles. The game will also feature PvP multiplayer with games-as-service elements that will be managed by a separate team instead of Crystal Dynamics, and it will launch in 2024. Poopy! Good I news know. And bad, that's all good news and bad news and all there. That is a little bit of both. Yeah, you know, it, and this is a horrible example to give. It's going to make this game sound like it's in the worst shape ever. But this game to me is going to, it's going to be like a good Crossfire X in that Crystal Dynamics is going to focus on getting the multi, the, the, the getting the single player where yeah. they want it to be. And then multiplayer is going to kind of be somewhere else because obviously Microsoft's only kind of renting Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, yeah. So they're not going to be able to upkeep the multiplayer portion of the game. Somebody else is going to have to do that. So that's why I think it's going to be kind of a split team sort of thing. Um, and I think it's going to go over well. Um, well. I think people are going to like it. But what do you think yeah, on that? I agree. Because here's the thing. The future of the... Okay, so... When you look at the problem with Halo, the problem with Halo is that they use that slipstream engine and they had contractors that had to learn it and then they got let go, right? They're done. Correct. When you look at Fable right now, Fable is going through the same problems right now. As of six days ago, there's same issues because they're being forced to use internal tools for for the game and apparently the engine isn't handling Fable well. I think with all this news surrounding that, I think that Perfect Dark and the, the other games that are coming out around it have to be flawless they have to be good and i i think that what your prediction makes a lot of sense because i think they'll lean on a lot of games and i think they want they want perfect dark to cover everything encompass your first party adventure also be a first party first party i mean a first person shooter and also be a game of service with the multiplayer aspect that just sounds like something microsoft is going to do to check off a whole bunch of boxes because of everything else around it is just kind of seemingly falling apart i mean that fable shit i i I saw that (laughs) i almost made that a prediction where it's like man like they're just repeating the same mistakes with halo like all they're doing forcing studios to use internal tools when that was the big issue so much so that uh, that uh, you know, three four three is like, yeah, we're not using Substreet no more. We're using Unreal. I think it's what they said, right? It's Unreal. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 weird that they're making the same mistakes over and over. But I guess they're in too deep now that they can't kind of back out of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a game of service fan at all. But I think if you're gonna give that game longevity and you're going to give that game something that Halo doesn't have in terms of support outside of the single player aspect, I think mm-hmm. that's a good move. I think pivot to to, to dark to uh, perfect dark as your temple first person shooter that you can also make a third person kind of adventure game. I think it's smart. I think it's a little bit kind of uh, master of none, uh, jack of all trades, master of none type of thing. But I think it's okay if if you can have other yeah. games surrounding it that are supported as well. So yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. All right. Thank you, sir. All right, go ahead and jump in with your final uh, prediction I, I for think, Xbox. I think I have the opposite of what you have. Really? I, I think uh, so, because I, I think... I don't know about that. 
we'll see. It seems inevitable that Game Pass prices will uh, will will uh, will come up. Will we'll, uh, the prices will raise? Right? It'll be more expensive for Game Pass. I have it the opposite. I think Xbox does not does not raise Game Pass price, prices in 2023. Oh, we are will, opposite. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I knew it. Here's the reason. Here's my reason. Here's my reason behind that. I think that in 2024, off rip, they're going to raise prices. But in 2023, I think it's a hard ask to uh, to ask consumers for more money when you've proven jack shit. Uh, when your quest, your games are coming out. Starfield's a question mark. Redfall's not if they're coming out, but in terms of quality and and Hellblade and Hellblade too. That's all question mark. Force is not, but it's a game as service, so it's kind of like we'll see how that is. I think it's kind of crazy to be like, by the way, 2022 was jack shit. So pay us more money so you can play the good games. I think they have to prove something here. I would say the only caveat I'd have on this is if uh, Starfield comes out in March and it's fucking amazing. Like it's like a ninety-two on open credit. It's like all, everything we ever wanted. Then I think after that they may raise prices. But I just think it's it would be crazy in my opinion, and I and I wouldn't put it past them to do it. But it would be crazy for them to be like, all right, so you've seen nothing yet, so pay me more money so you can see it. It's kind of like feels like a Ponzi scheme at this point. <laughs> if you're like not a Ponzi, I hate that it word. It feels like uh, it feels like hey, by the way. Uh, I know we said we're going to have great games this year, but give us a little more money that way you have access to those things. And then you don't know what's going to happen. What if those games get delayed? And it's going to be like, oh, one of Mm -hmm. those, another influx of people who nobody cares about talking about on Twitter. I just, I just unsubscribe from Game Pass. Take that. Why is everybody a redneck? Um, (laughs) We live in, that's because it is what it is, you know. Um, But I find rednecks have the worst opinions slash best ones. Oh, uh, wow. But yeah. Wow. Uh, there I'm goes our southern audience. Uh, hey, I'm, we're southern. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyway, um, I, yeah, yeah, I think that's, I, I think that uh, it's a little spicy because I think it's, I think uh, yeah. them raising the game pass prices is, is, is a thing they've, I think, even talked about this year. But uh, I just feel like maybe they'll be like, oh, let's hold our horses. Let's prove to them. And this is me being, hopefully, that the, Hopefully they're being nice about it, but that's not the way business works. But I, th- I think it's a possibility just because of everything happening and everything going on. If this had happened, if your prediction took place, right? You predicted this, but we never found out that the games were going up 10 bucks. I would have rocked with you on this one. 100%. I would have said, yep, I don't think they're going to do that either. But what really baffled me, thinking about it now in, in, in hindsight, is they they increase the prices of all their first party games and they're not even putting any of that shit out and they still thought it was a good idea. It's not even like they had something that was about to drop and, and said, okay, let's let's try to get this price increase just before X, Y, and Z releases. They were so bold in doing this that they actually decided, you know what? Even though we don't have shit coming out, we're still increasing our prices. That is nuts to me. So I think the opposite. My prediction is they will increase the price of Game Pass. And I think they're going to do it shortly before the release of Starfield, if, which I, I predicted in November. And uh, right around the time Diablo 4 comes out, too. 
and, and, and it'll basically be a way for them to sort of lock people in because the games you want are just about to come out on Game Pass. And so unless you want to spend 70 bucks, you better stay with the service because we're about <laughs> yeah. to drop these hits. And but I, I also- think that's going to draw some backlash. I get that, and that makes a lot of sense. I just, I just don't find them raising prices to to their games that big of a deal. I mean, I paid seventy bucks for God of War Ragnarok. Like uh, PlayStation is already doing the seventy dollars thing, so it's yeah. But I don't but think PlayStation it's that big is actually putting out games though. Like I know, but in some cases that's worse because they're actually putting out games that I have to pay seventy dollars okay, for. But, <laughs> yeah, but I know, you're I know, buying I know what the you Xbox I know what you to mean. play Xbox games. Exactly, exactly. No, no, I, I, I agree. I think you make, uh, I think you make a lot of sense. I, I just feel that it would work better if they raise their games to seventy dollars and keep Game Pass at the price that it is now because you'll definitely double some some subscriptions services and i think people will be like yo i played this game this game this game this year i'm keeping game pass and then game pass 2023 is gonna uh, 2024 is gonna be like bitch we doubling your price uh <laughs> well look look here's the thing too though as an aside i think that microsoft is doing everything they can to not have to increase the price of the consoles I think yeah, that's yeah, something yeah. that they've talked about that they don't want to have to do, but they might have to do. So yeah, if they, they can mitigate they that or put that off. Not outside the real possibility, yeah. If they can put that off by saying, you know what? We raise the games up to 70. You can't really complain about it too much because everybody else is already doing it, except Nintendo. And if we raise that game pass up a few bucks, and maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll give you all the legacy Activision Blizzard titles on the service all at once to really incentivize you. Maybe we can buy ourselves more time and not have to increase the price of the Series X and Series S and, and really put ourselves in a rough spot um, because we don't have you know full market share and mind share of, of the business yet. So that that's a that's a very big bullet I think Xbox wants to dodge. So if increasing Game Pass does that, with the way that people love Game Pass, I don't see it really resulting in a uptick of unsubscribers. I think they'll 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 get yeah. away with it. And I think that because of that, they're gonna do it. Yeah, gonna do and it, just Pablo. and and just to tell you, uh, you said that Switch doesn't charge seventy dollars. Well, guys, if you want to get the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster Collection, it's seventy four dollars on the Switch. Yeah, but you get a lot of games. With that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I know, I know. But that's that's a yeah. weird that's a weird price point though. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. All right, now before we wrap up, Pablo, kind of throw a little curveball at you. Is there any prediction that didn't make the cut? that you want to throw out there as like a wild card could be anything from any category. Was there anything you thought about? You're like, actually, no, I'll, I'll, I'll hold that one. But if you could dig one out of the grave and throw it out here, what would it be? Oh man. Uh, I don't know. Cause I was, I had these in my head for a long time. Oh, really? Uh, so this, yeah, you already so, knew where you're going with this one. Okay. Yeah. I was cooking for a while on these. What do you have? I maybe maybe I'll think of something here while you're, I was going to, uh, with the PlayStation predictions, I was going to go SOCOM. I was going to say SOCOM oh, was going nice. to happen because of the Games of Service initiative. I think, you know, the Call of Duty drama fest that that is. I think PlayStation probably wants to get a SOCOM in the pipeline. So I was going to say that they were going to have one in the works that wasn't going to launch this year, but would be maybe announced at the fall showcase. Yeah, I... I mean, I, I think I, t- I said it earlier. I, I I really considered Metro Prime Four being canceled. Uh, I, oh I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I also I me just being outright canceled. And um, I also think uh, um, 
I, I also thought that maybe uh, Xbox was going to raise console pricing uh, to kind of mitigate oh. the, the, I think, you know, mitigate the, the, the num the game pass price is not going up where it's the opposite. Oh, okay. Hey, game pass stays cheap, but you know, a barrier to entry to Xbox will be a little bit higher. Uh, but only two things that I, that I really had though. My, my Metro prime one was definitely spicy just cause I mm. thought, man, if they have to restart that game again for any reason, I don't know if they would want to. That's like a lot of money mm. sunk into something yeah. into a to the product, but yeah. All right. All right, now listen. I know y'all are getting ready to stop playing our podcast. Don't. Okay, listen to me. Next episode after this one is Game of the Year Deliberations. Don't forget. Make sure you tune in to part one and part two of it. It's a two-part special. All right? We have 12 awards. It's going to be a great time. It's it's our Super Bowl of the cooldown time programming. So you're not going to want to miss that, all right? So if you're not subscribed to us, if you had a good time listening to this show, now's the time to subscribe so you don't miss out on that, okay? So you can do that on Apple. You can do that on Spotify, Google, wherever you stream stuff. Just give us a follow. It means the world to us. And we will not let you down with Game of the Year deliberations because I think we're going to try to do these in person. And that's always a good time as well. Uh, Booze will be involved, tears, and uh, hopefully not the end of a friendship. But we'll see. We'll see what's going to win. Until next time, though, all right? Be sure to give our podcast that sub. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Hive. You know where we're at. It's cool down time. Uh, And thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Not the cusp. I just just unsubscribed from Game Pass. Take that, fucking socialism. Yeah, you killed my momentum to be jolly. Man, let's get, let's get to the checkpoint chat. Come on. I'm just giving you insider information off the rip. Call me uh, Pablo Damas. Wow. Wow. Make me feel good.